All right, this could be good news in your uh, when it comes to your cell phone bill in the future. The CRTC has made a decision they will mandate the big three telcos to let smaller regional companies use their networks to create makeshift MVNOs. What the heck are those? Michael Geis joins us now. He is uh, internet and e-commerce law expert at the University of Ottawa, and I would like to say friend of the show. Very helpful when it comes to stories like this. Michael, thanks for being here. Oh, I'm happy to join you. So MN, MVNO stands for Mobile Virtual Network Operator. Can you tell us exactly what that is? Right. It's something we haven't seen a lot of in Canada, but it's more common in some other countries. And the basic idea is that we've got the large so-called facilities-based providers. They're the ones, of course, that have established the large cell phone towers and some of the network infrastructure. And what a system involving these virtual network operators allows you to do is to have new competitors enter the marketplace, use some of those same network spectrum and infrastructure, pay for being able to do that, pay it at a wholesale rate, and therefore enter into the marketplace using much of the same facilities, but having the ability to differentiate themselves on things like price or service or other kinds of features. So they would use their cell towers and, and fiber optic lines? They would be using their, their connectivity, but they uh -huh. would be marketing themselves as it would be another service that you'd use. You'd know that it would be largely reliable because it would be using some of those the, some of that same infrastructure. Um, but your billing would be with this third party. The third party would be paying, of course, for it. So there's profit for the large players. It's just the profit's different because rather than being able to market at some of the highest rates we've seen in the world uh, at a consumer level, this would be at a wholesale rate. Uh, so those prices would be less and some of those savings could be passed on to consumers. Is this a win for the little guy or is this a chance for the big three to make money off someone else other than us? You know, it, it's certainly not as great as the CRTC would have liked to painted it. Um, and so I think the need for MVNOs has, is, is there, has, has frankly never been stronger. And there aren't a lot of incentives for those large players to enter into negotiations for these kinds of services because their profit margins aren't as great as they would be selling directly. And, you know, who likes additional competitors in the marketplace? it was open to the CRTC to really throw this open and say, we'll allow almost anybody to be an MVNO subject potentially to some conditions, but they've really done it only on a very limited basis. And I have to say that given that they've also concluded in the same decision that retail prices in Canada are higher than in other countries and that it's likely because of insufficient competition, it's a bit discouraging that they didn't go as far as they could have. Michael, I might be missing something here, but how could anyone um, that doesn't have the infrastructure, doesn't own the infrastructure, become an MVNO? Well, there's a lot of these kinds of services, certainly in the United States. In fact, some of those services uh, are come out of Canada, companies like Ting or Mint. Um, which are services that will market to different communities, use and pay for the use of that infrastructure, but then be the ones that would deal directly with the end user. So that if, let's say in the case of Ting, some of, some of your listeners may have used it if they've traveled to the United States, it's actually a Canadian owned service, uh, but they haven't been able to offer it in Canada. They offer up different kinds of packages. They have agreements with some of the large carriers for the infrastructure, but your contract, your your provider is actually Ting. It isn't the, the one that's providing the network in the back end. 
You would imagine, though, that that would be uh, more expensive because they'd have to pay Bell or Rogers, whoever they're using uh, the infrastructure from, then they'd have to be the middleman to uh, the smaller guy. Or or would it be more competitive? Because then Bell would have to compete against whatever price they set. Yeah, it's the latter. I mean, you'd think that would be the case. But in fact, our, our system is so uncompetitive that mm-hmm. if you inject new competitors into the marketplace, you allow them to gain that kind of access uh, at a wholesale rate they're able to find ways to offer up better pricing and also more innovative kinds of services. For example, and I don't need to keep talking about Ting because there's lots of different examples, but in the case of Ting, they use a, essentially a pay, a pay as much as you use model. And so rather than paying monthly fees, they say there's a low monthly fee just to have the connectivity to have the number. Uh, but after that, based on the number of you buy baskets, how many texts have you sent? How much data have you been using? And so rather than, you know, finding that at the end of the month, you've got all this unused data that you've effectively paid for. They say, we'll find a way to, to offer it to you on a better economic basis by only paying what you paying for what you've used. Yeah, I don't even know how to put it, uh, but we are really being taken for a ride here. The average m- monthly wireless rates, so I'm just looking at a chart here in Canada for heavy data use. This is the average rate, $206 in Canada. When you compare it to France, $50 they pay a month. So how will these, you know, how much will these MVNOs, these uh, virtual network operators actually save us in the in the long run? Like how much effect will it will it have on our wallets? Yeah, good question. I mean, I think I think they had the potential to to provide some savings, not just because not everyone would run to an MVNO, uh, but because it puts pressure on the incumbents to lower their prices. And as I mentioned, to me, really, one of the key takeaways yesterday is the regulator explicitly acknowledging that we've got higher prices here than elsewhere. And you just cited some of that data. And it's because of competition. The problem with the decision is that they've only made those MVNOs available to a very small group of players, essentially regional carriers that already have invested in the infrastructure. So some of those newer players that we've seen emerge in other countries simply won't find their way into the market right now in Canada based on this decision. Right now, but could we be looking at baby steps? Well, and the CRTC might say this is baby steps. I guess I would say that if you've got a situation, as you just pointed out, that your pricing is completely um, out of whack when compared to other jurisdictions, and we know how dependent we are on this connectivity, now isn't the time for baby steps. We've had baby steps for many, many years, and we're still not walking. Michael, it's a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks for making sense of this. I mean, as you say, it sounds like the CRTC is trying to make this a better news story than it actually is. Um, but it is, uh, it's good to have someone like you put it in perspective and make sense of it for our listeners. Thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me.